Welcome to our first guest interview episode of the Dissolving Fear podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa. And Missy. (laughs) And I'm interviewing Missy, the owner of Alaska Floats and Skis, a specialized flight school in Talkeetna, Alaska. Not only is Missy an entrepreneur and a pilot, but she's also a consultant and keynote speaker for the Swiss company Cleared to Land. I'll let her tell you about her business endeavors, but right now on this episode, I can't wait to chat about the many ways that this amazing businesswoman has allowed herself to grow and evolve beyond her fear, becoming a pilot and a public speaker, and transforming into the person she is today. I posted her business websites and Instagram right here in this episode under my professional Linktree site. The goal of today's episode is to give you, the podcast audience, Missy's entertaining and inspiring story of how she discovered um, her true calling and dissolved her fear and evolved into a freer, happier version of herself. Dissolve and evolve. It's human nature to grow. The ultimate goal of this episode and podcast is to inspire you to put effort into dissolving your fear on a regular basis so that you can make the rest of your life the best of your life. Missy, you're such a dear friend of mine. We used to work at the local middle school together before we started um, going our separate ways and you started your epic business, Alaska Floats and Skis. And then you became a pilot, a keynote speaker, and a consultant with Cleared to Land. I saw you all the work that you put into setting up your accounting, negotiating your contracts, hiring staff, and an airplane mechanic. What do you need? What did you need to let go of in order to leave teaching and then reinvent yourself and literally be reborn into a new person? Oh my goodness. Um, what did I have to let go of? I feel like a lot of times when you're trying something new or putting yourself out there in a different way or trying to make changes in your life, it's really easy to doubt yourself. So I feel like I really had to let go of my own self-doubt. Indecision is a terrible feeling for anyone. Nobody likes to be in a moment of indecision. And so I feel like you have to choose a direction and you just have to do it. And you don't know what's going to happen necessarily, but um, you just have to keep going and moving forward and make decisions and go with those. Mm -hmm. And then if it's the wrong decision, it's the wrong decision and you learn from it and you make a different one. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think not putting so much pressure on yourself to like make every decision perfect, Mm -hmm. um, which is something I've definitely done. Um, But instead being like, okay, I'm going to make this decision no matter good or bad, right or wrong. I'm going to learn from it and grow from it. And then if it's not the right one, I'm going to make a different decision and change it. You know, I think we put a lot of emphasis on like our career or you know, these big decisions in our life. And and those should be evaluated for sure. But, um, you know, I was a teacher for 10 years and I 
went to graduate school and spent a lot of time on my education and kind of becoming the best teacher I could be. And um, when I decided to buy the flight school, I left all of that behind. And that was a really big decision for me with a lot of sacrifices, but Mm -hmm. also a lot of rewards. Um, And it was really, it was really super hard. But I think what I've left behind out of this huge transition in my life has tried to be self-doubt. I still doubt myself at times, but I really, you have to believe in yourself. I think that is, it doesn't matter how many people believe in you. If you do not believe in you, then um, you're going to have, you're not going to be able to do much. Yeah. You're going to have all those doubts and fears blocking you from your heart's desire, from your dreams. And if you're listening at home, which you are, because you're listening to the podcast, (laughs) um, I think what Missy is saying that we should listen to is when you come to a fork in the road, when you choose the road less traveled, don't fill that road with doubt. Go for it. If you're going to go along the path less traveled, do not fill your mind with doubts along the way because that journey, it's not going to be a straight line. It's going to have ups and downs and growth isn't a straight line. It's spiraling all over the place. In teaching us lessons, helping us evolve, helping us to grow our confidence. How do we grow confidence? Usually by taking action and doing something new that we've never done and getting good at something that we want to be good at. Like you are an excellent pilot. When we met, you were not a pilot. And now you're an excellent pilot. About to get her commercial (laughs) license. Oh my goodness. That's the next goal, you know. You have, you took that fork in the road and you set a lot of goals along the way and you're just knocking them down. Yeah, I definitely am a, I'm a full asser. I'm not a half asser. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going <laughs> to do something, use your full, full ass. Do not half ass anything. <laughs> Don't half ass it. So for you listening at home, you and I know that when you're shedding skin of your old identity, there's a transition period before you just slap on a new skin and a new identity and pronounce yourself reborn. It's like a little snake shedding its skin and then I think they grow new little scales under there. It takes time. Transformation can be messy. It can leave us vulnerable like a snake without its scales, kind of Not sure, you know, if we're going to get hurt, if we're going to take the right risk. Um, How much have we calculated that risk? Is the risk going to be uncalculated or calculated? That's how I think because I tend to be anxious. Um, And I'm not a huge risk taker. So, Missy, tell me about your transformation period, that messy place in between who you were and who you are now and um, that transformation. Yeah, I, I feel like um, I've always been very ambitious and adventurous, um, not without fear by any means. Like that is something I think everybody truly does struggle with. Um but my nature has always been similar. So I don't feel like that has changed as much. This transition has been a very adventurous undertaking. Um, But it's interesting because 
I feel like I've always been reading about leadership and um, and and growth and always been moving towards that. Mm-hmm. And not really like you don't really see it, right? So you can like read all these books, you can <laughs> study, then you're like, I feel like it's I'm the same person. Yeah. But it's actually really amazing as you move forward and grow in your career or grow in these different ways, you don't really see it until sometimes it's there's situations that manifest or you look back and you're like, whoa, that was a really stressful time and I got through it and I was super strong. And you take things as you go mm-hmm. from really inspiring leaders, from really good friends, from different people to kind of help you help you through that. But for sure, um, any transition is difficult and uh, life is full of those. And so life just to me, the another big reality it's just like life does not turn out how you plan it to. Like when I was younger, I was just like a planner. And I'm like, if I, you know, marry the person that I'm in love with and I work really hard and I go to college Check and those boxes, I baby. don't do drugs. Check those and boxes. I exactly like if I do all of these things, then it will lead to this, mm-hmm. but it do- it doesn't. Like it I could never in a million years have imagined my life how it is right now in in both good ways and different ways. Yeah, checking the boxes doesn't help you avoid hardship. Absolutely. So you might as well check the boxes of your desires and go after what you want mm-hmm. because there's no real thing as a stable, predictable, drama-free life, it's even true. if you take zero risks. Um, if you're at home, I think one thing Missy mentioned that's really cool is when you look back, you can think about how much you've grown. So if you're at home, open up your phone, look at your pictures, go a year back and take a look, go two years back and take a look at your pictures. And that really helps you see how much you've grown. And then, you know, you can grow more. Sometimes we think we can't, we can't set our dreams too high. We can't set our goals too high. We can't grow too much. Really? There's no limit to how much we can grow. So um, if you have a goal in mind, you can grow and look back and prove it to yourself. Look two, three years back at your pictures and think about how much you've grown. And to relate like aviation to this, you know, before planes, before anybody flew a plane, um, imagine telling people someday (laughs) there's going to be airplanes in the sky, there's going to be planes with a bunch of people on them, and they are, you're going to be able to get all the way around the world in a day or two. In the bus in the sky. Like, people <laughs> you, people would think you were cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, yeah. you know? But now it's just a part of our, well, a part of especially my daily life. But, you know, you can get on in a commercial airplane and be, you're only a plane ride away from anywhere in the world. And so, you know, when, when um, you say like, you know, don't be afraid to dream big dreams, like dream big dreams. Mm-hmm. Like do not be afraid to ever um, to dream those because they are in you for a reason. If you can dream that dream, it is in you for a reason. We all have different goals. We all have different dreams. We all have different desires. We have a purpose. We have a calling. Absolutely. So I think one thing that makes fear a little less scary when we're 
crushing our goals and setting goals is just knowing that fear is going to happen. It's a natural, normal emotion. It's part of life. And when life gets uncertain or we're making changes in our life, fear is going to happen. And even when we don't make changes, fear happens. So um, one thing I like to do is kind of take a look at the fears I'm feeling and how they're skewing my mindset and kind of distorting my outlook. So very black and white thinking, all or nothing thinking is usually related to fear. Um, magnifying the negative and minimizing the positive can be a result of fearful thinking. And so on this podcast, I always encourage you to feel your fear and then reveal it to yourself and heal it. And so we'll go through activities that help us with that. Um, but that's kind of what I'm encouraging listeners to do and to focus on because fear is going to happen. So Missy, how would you say that overcoming fear and anxiety has made room and created space for you to grow in leaps and bounds? Oh man. Well, like you just said, I don't think you totally overcome it, right? Right. So I think it's still... It still is there, and I still definitely feel it. Um, I think it's really important to have courage and um, feel your fear, but know that you're going to win. So there's this movie. It's like one of my favorite movies. It's called Warrior, and it's about these two brother MMA fighters, and they're at like this final championship, and Brendan is like a huge underdog. He's in his 40s, but his family's kind of in a dire situation, and if he doesn't win, like they're going to lose their house and all this stuff. It's a great movie, um, but this guy walks in to the ring to fight him, and you know, Brendan is way smaller than him, and his coach is like, look him in the eye. Don't stop looking at him. And so, and it just, that is how I feel about my fear is sometimes it might be big and scary and like, whoa, I have to fight this guy. Like, yikes. But, um, but really you just, you stare it down and you have to just know you are going to freaking win, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah. it will not, it, it is there and that's fine and that's normal, mm -hmm. but it will not control you. It won't stop you. Um, it won't uh, consume you. Mm -hmm. You are gonna freaking look at it in the eye and be like, bring it on. Like I can do this. When it comes to fear, let go to grow and make some room for growth. And one thing I think with you is when you started your business, you had a lot of unexpected challenges and you could have so easily defaulted into victim mode and be like, well, I didn't see that coming or I will, this isn't what I signed up for. You know, you, you could have quit so many times. Um, and so it's not like you go in and you see all the fear that's going to tackle you and you see it and you stare yeah. it down. Like it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Your challenges um, with starting a business have come out of nowhere and you've really been courageous about facing them. Thanks. 
So, Missy, you've been busy. You run a big lodge for guests of your flight school. You just finished building your new house up in Alaska, and obviously you know how to take action. How do you respond when life doesn't go as planned? Hmm. Well, a lot of life hasn't gone as planned. Um, something that I try to do, there is this one video that I really like to watch and it's on YouTube and it has like a girl laying in a park and then it goes my, um, like macro like times um, to the 10th mm-hmm. degree. And then it keeps going out and out and out. So you get a bird's eye view of this girl in a park? Yeah, but then it keeps going and going and going until Earth is like a tiny little speck Mm -hmm. in the galaxy, Mm -hmm. you know? And then it comes back in and goes into her body and goes into the cells and stuff. And anyways, it's a really cool video. But it it, basically, it is amazing to – get some perspective. Like a lot of times you're in your problems, you're in your business, you are like overwhelmed maybe by so many different things. And to just be like, okay, earth is this speck of dust in this giant galaxy. Like my problems are, they really don't really matter. Yeah. And the solutions aren't suction cupped to the end of your nose. Sometimes we think, oh, we have have to choose between A and B or solutions A, B, and C because shit hit the fan and I'm having problems here. Yeah. But if you take a step back and take a moment and when all else fails, relax, if you can do that and get some perspective, sometimes you can even see a whole nother solution that wasn't even right up in your face, but would really help everybody. It helps to have friends, though, that will also get you out of your little world Mm -hmm. and be like, are you sure that's the only choice right now? (laughs) Like, you know, because there have been times that I've wanted to quit doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And um, it's taken, like, some good friends being like, well, maybe don't make that choice right now. Like, maybe sleep on it for a little while. You know, like, let's not make any rash decisions. There are very few decisions that actually have to be made that second, that day, mm-hmm. you know? And so I've really learned to be like, okay, I'm going to sleep on this. I'm going to sleep on that. Like, if somebody asks me a question I don't know, I'm like, I'm not sure the answer to this. But let me do a little bit more research. Let me sleep on it and and think about it. And so that is something that has really helped me a lot. And then, you know, surrounding yourself with people who have your best interests in mind and um, are wise and can give you feedback, like always seeking not everyone's approval or anything, but you, you need to find people that are in your corner that you can trust. And that is really, really important as well. But, you know, just trying to get into the big picture, um, you know. So give yourself time and know that time is on your side. Surround yourself with people you trust and know that they are on your side. Yep. Yeah. What does the AK-8 stand for? I saw on your Instagram, Alaska Floats and Skis at AK-8, and I was just so curious what the AK-8 means. So AK-8 is the flight designator for Christensen Lake in Talkeetna, Alaska. So all um, airports or lakes have um, like numbers and symbols that they can find on a sectional map. And so Christensen Lake is AK-8. 
Oh, that's amazing. So you started out your adult life as a social studies teacher, and now you are the boss babe and owner of Alaska Floats and Skis, AK8. And you're a speaker for the International Consulting Company. Why did you decide to leave teaching and evolve from the teacher into the boss babe that you are? And did that involve dissolving some fear or some idea of what's possible for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I loved teaching. I felt like that was my calling for a really long time. Um, when I was in seventh grade, I asked to teach class for the day and it was science and I brought in a snake and how to eat a cricket and we had discussion <laughs> and a quiz and um, my principal observed and he wrote my mom a letter and he said that it was like one of the highlights of his career watching me teach. And this was in seventh grade. So I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. Um, so leaving this career was actually really challenging. It's something I really loved. At the time, I was teaching teachers. I was working for um, a nonprofit in Denver um, to help get teachers licensed. So I was doing a bunch of instructional coaching in teachers' classrooms. Um, it was an awesome job, and I loved it. So I really did this, this new venture of buying the flight school in Alaska and also being a public speaker with Cleared to Land um, is a much is much different from what I was doing. Um, and but- teachers are special people because they do love learning and they are resourceful. And we, I mean, you know, I'm a behavior teacher. We like to see results and progress. We like to see growth in our students and we like to learn and grow. Absolutely. And so I think it's it's natural that teachers evolve into leadership positions and entrepreneurial work. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a mindset. But, you know, once again, you can't be afraid to make a change. So I think even though I loved what I was doing, um, this opportunity to go fly airplanes in Alaska and have kind of a different life, um, you know, it it – I was excited for this change and ready for it in a lot of ways. Um, But it's still, you know, I wondered actually how, because I have a master's degree in educational leadership and I have my principal licensure. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering how that would kind of translate to the flight school and what I'm doing. Because at the time I wasn't a pilot. You're the school principal. I know. (laughs) I'm like the principal of a flight school, which I never in a million years could have guessed. So it is exactly like that. So it's, um, it's so funny, but then I also set up, um, a whole nother part of the flight school where we teach teachers. So we have CFIs, flight instructors come and stay with us for three weeks as like, um, an instructor intensive course, and then they become flight instructors. And so, you know, that is just an example of like, I was teaching teachers and then now created more programs to teach teachers and have um, better teachers out in the industry and being a teacher. Oh my gosh, just props to all teachers in the world right now. Totally. Um, it is the like hardest, most amazing job, but they work so hard. I just cannot say enough, like how much I respect teachers for what they do. It is not an easy job and it's such an important career field. 
Yeah. And it just comes naturally to want to share what you know when you have a background in education. Mm-hmm. It just comes naturally to you to want to share what you know about flying mm-hmm. with your students and your certified flight instructors. Um, and I think it comes naturally for me to want to share what I know about dissolving fear and overcoming doubt and soothing anxiety, because that's what I teach children to do all day long, emotion coaching them and behavior coaching them. And I see how it is life-changing. Education is life-changing. So, And teachers are changing lives every day. So you're a busy businesswoman. What is your favorite way to nurture yourself and connect with yourself and practice self-care right now? Well, that's easier to do in the winter when I have a little bit more flexibility in my schedule. It's, it's a lot harder to do when I'm in Alaska and working a lot. I know what I need to do, but it doesn't, I don't always do that. And so that is something that I'm, I'm working on. Um, for sure, exercise for me uh, puts me on a whole positive spin. I have way more energy. I'm more clear-headed. I eat better. I'm happier. So for me, just even 30-minute like quick workout at home is, is great. I love nature too, like just being outside for a little bit, just, um, you know, connecting with nature. I do a lot of journaling and vision boards and reading and trying to always improve. Um, I'm a big believer in the fact, proven fact, that we're 42% more likely to achieve our goals if we write them down on a regular basis. And so... You might write down the same goal over and over and contemplate it over the winter when you're not as busy with your flight school. And then who knows, by the end of this break, your goal might change a little bit or you might be halfway there. Um, So it's a nice time of reflection, a nice little break from your busy summer season. Yeah, writing down your goals is super important. I've always had a bucket list ever since I was a teenager at a bucket list. And that bucket list has had several iterations because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's things I wanted to do when I was 16. Don't really want to do now that I'm 38. You have a whole new bucket now. I I got a bunch of things in the bucket. But I um I had written down actually a number of an amount of money that I wanted to make. And um it was so interesting. This year on my taxes, I was within that number by five hundred and forty-three dollars, which was crazy. Um to even uh you know write it think, down write people. it down and it um it does happen. It's taken a really long time. But you know, when I was teaching, I had this vision and I didn't even know what the actual vision was, but I'm like, I want to be able to wear jeans to work. And I want to have a job where the harder I work, the more money I make, which in teaching, that's not the case. The harder you work, kind of the less money you make because your salary is spread out more. So, um, And that is exactly what I got. So you might not know exactly what you want. Like I did not set out and be like, I want to own a flight school and become a pilot and do this and this. Like that is not actually at all what I was thinking. And so it's just amazing actually how the things you want, you might not know how you're going to get those. You might not know what those goals even mean, but 
um, the universe or God or whatever you believe in, it has a way of, of meeting your desires, whatever those might be. Mm-hmm. And whatever those are, you don't have to fit in somebody else's box. Like do like follow your heart and not everybody has to understand you or understand that, yeah. you know, think about the essence of what you want. So if you want a loving relationship, you don't have to sit down and write down the color of his eyes or the color of her (laughs) hair. Um, And if you want to transition out of a career, you don't have to come pick a name for your business like Alaska floats and skis and know exactly what your business plan is. You can just know that, okay, I want to wear jeans and I want a more flexible schedule and put that out there. Anything you desire, anything you want, write it down. Mm -hmm. There's magic in that. And lastly, now for the signature dissolving fear interview question. Because fear never really gets eradicated completely from our lives, no matter how much money we make, no matter how healthy we are. Fear comes and goes. It's just a normal, natural emotion. So, Missy, what is your biggest fear right now that bubbles up for you? Um, And what helps you heal your anxiety and doubt on a regular basis? My biggest fear, now that I'm a mother, I have an amazing 11-year-old son. And so as a mother, I feel like it really – I'm not actually – I really don't consider myself a super anxious or fearful person, but when I became a mother, really unnatural, extreme fears would enter my mind. Like, what if I get in a car accident and we're drowning and I can't get him out of his car seat? Like, just stuff where you're like, I hardly even live by water. Yeah, like, like, wait, I'm in Colorado. (laughs) I mean, there's some lakes, but what is the problem here? So, you know, there's things like that where I'm like, what, why are you thinking that? So, you know, just kind of putting yourself in check is good. Um, I think all parents, you know, have fears about their kids. We want them to be healthy and happy and, uh, we don't want them to be hurt or anything bad to happen to them, you know, but really if they're living their life to the fullest, those kinds of things are gonna happen. Um, so, you know, I just try to like, not put my fear on my son, first of all. I think that's really important. I think a lot of parents put a lot of, maybe put their fear into their kids. And that I don't feel like is super healthy, but we have a lot of discussions about different things. Me and Abbott do. We're very open with each other. Um, So that is a natural one as a parent, I feel like, is just wanting my kid to you know, not get hurt and be safe and, or a broken heart, or you just don't yeah. want pain for your children, even though pain also, you have to grow, you know, that equals growth. So you're not going to be able to protect them from everything and that's okay. Yeah. And like you said, you want to protect them. You're worried about, we're worried about our children on a regular basis, but we also don't want to project bad things happening and warn them too much about the scariness of life. I'm thinking about um, how a certain mindset that creates more fear in people is fortune telling. So we might tell our kid, oh, don't climb that tree. You'll break your arm. 
oh, I don't know if you're too young to date, you might get your heart broken. And we plant those seeds of fear, even when we don't know it, and we're just trying to help and make them cautious, we can sometimes plant those seeds of fear in our children. And then as our children grow, their fear can grow as well, depending on how often we're planting the seed and um, yeah, and how committed we are to planting those seeds of fear. For sure. So I think parenting is, gosh, that could be a whole nother podcast. (laughs) On a personal note, my fear is the same as it always has been, which is failure. But I've really tried to reframe failure. Like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And the more I read about really successful people, failure is, is a norm. You have to fail to learn from it and move on. And so I've really tried, if I'm afraid of failure, I'm like, well, what does failure even mean? And then why am I afraid of it? I should be, once again, just staring at it in the face and being like, okay, if if this happens, it happens. And like you had said earlier about success looking not like how we think it looks, you know, we think of it like on a graph and you perfectly are moving up, you know, the graph. Checking your boxes, moving up straight line. And that is not at all. Um, You know, there's a diagram that shows that you're like all over the place, back and forth, but the general trend is up. And so, you know, I just have to not be so hard on myself sometimes and really just accept myself for who I am, try to love myself, Um, and try to just be the best version of me, you know, everyone else is taken, be you, like whatever that is, um, whoever you are, um, kind of embrace that. And I feel like that's gotten easier over the years. I feel like as I get older, I am much more, um, you don't care as much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're like failure, whatever, you know, fail forward. You can still fail and keep up your positive momentum in life. You can still fail and not fall into like the pit of your existence. Um, Yeah. So failure, eh, don't be so afraid of it. Public speaking is actually a huge fear for a lot of people. And you work for the Swiss company Cleared to Land um, as a keynote speaker. Tell me a little bit about Cleared to Land. Cleared to Land is um, a company uh, in Switzerland, and it is made up of all female pilots from all aviation backgrounds, really these amazing women. And they have... um, taken their their expertise in aviation and they bring that to the business world with concepts from aviation like make a flight plan focus on the horizon um, those kind of concepts and they do workshops um, they do keynote speeches they have contracts in Europe but they also have contracts in the USA and um, they hired me to speak with them and so I'm super excited about this I've always loved public speaking always I don't know why I'm really weird because I think a lot of people don't like it but cleared to land is a really really awesome company I am just so um blessed to like be with these amazing ambitious women who are super brave and um and competent 
I've seen you speak to large crowds before and you're a natural, but that does cause a lot of anxiety for some people. Are there any techniques that you use to dissolve your fear and calm your nerves before you go on stage? I've heard of the typical, like, um, imagine everyone in their underpants. <laughs> what do you do? Do you do some visualization with everyone's in their underpants or um, some visualization of crushing it? I've also heard that people, um, if you focus on the crowd and the message and the listeners rather than on yourself, that helps too. So the people in their underpants, I feel like I don't have, I think it would be more distracting for me because then I'd be like, oh, what kind of underpants are they wearing? Are they wearing any underpants? And so then it would like just get like go down kind of a rabbit hole for me. So, um, <laughs> so I don't quite do that, but, um, yeah, you know, here's the thing. When you are passionate about something, it is going to overflow into whatever you are doing. So people who are like working 16 hours a day, you know, on something they enjoy and are passionate about, it doesn't feel like you're working 16 hours a day, you know? And so for for me with public speaking, it is nerve wracking, of course. It always is for anybody probably, but I'm just so passionate about what I speak about, about, you know, my goal, you know, with, with all the things I've done. I've summoned Denali and Mount Concagua and I, you know, have that mountaineering background. And so um, just kind of overcoming these, these challenges and these obstacles. And I'm just so passionate about trying to help people through, through these challenges that when I'm public speaking, my passion just comes out and I just talk. I don't know. I can't even contain it. I can't keep it in. And so for me, yeah, it's scary, but it is so much more rewarding. And I'm a little bit of an adrenaline junkie. So it's so exciting for me. Like that fear is <laughs> exciting. I'm like, ooh, this is going to be fun, you know? So I think just taking yourself lightly and you're never going to be perfect. There's always going to be things to work on. But, you know, just go out there and give it your best and be you and follow your passion. That is so interesting. Um, fear and excitement, they do feel very similar. I'm going to talk about that in another episode coming up soon. Awesome. Missy, thank you so much for joining us. Um, next week is going to be the Monday music episode, and we're actually talking about singer, songwriter, and comedian Bo Burnham. Awesome. And what happened with him was he had stage fright that was causing panic attacks before his comedy skits on stage, but he overcame it. Um, and he has a Netflix special, and he's rocking it. And so I really appreciate this interview, and it was really fun. I hope all you listeners at home learned a lot, and we'll see you next Monday for the Monday Music.